little swag after him. Boss, is that is that bow tie paisley? And welcome to another episode ah, of the Sartorio and Geek podcast by Webster Style, where we talk Ooh, about bow ties, I mean, comic right books, and everything hey, in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, nice. the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming back one more time, and it's reason to celebrate. This is officially episode one. A little over two years and we finally made it to this milestone. And with that, we're going to change things up with what we normally do and what we normally talk about on the podcast. But hopefully it'll be just as good, if not better, going forward. And something that's staying the same is, well, the download. Now, this week's download is a double dose or double scoop of goodness for all of my nintendo switch players out there and i know i don't really talk about the switch too much it's a great system but i just find myself gravitating toward a lot of games that aren't necessarily first dropped on the switch but in this case this is a game that enticed me when it debuted a few months ago at the last nintendo direct and that is kirby and the forgotten land now, if I remember correctly, there have not been any 3D platforming games starring Kirby. I know there was a fighting game not too long ago, and if I remember correctly, a lot of his other entries have been more of the uh, 2.5D um, format. So I was very excited when I saw this and the demo recently dropped and I got a chance to play it and it's pure nintendo it's a fun at least from the demo a very fun romp uh it gives kirby a lot of new powers and skill sets going forward to traverse the levels in this world and also to solve new problems that he's never encountered before in his other outings i definitely think if you're a nintendo switch owner this is definitely a game to get and i believe it comes out on march the 25th 2022 uh, but until then you can download the demo for free from the nintendo eShop, and that is kirby and the forgotten land now this is a double dose and also i'm going back to the well a little bit because this is a game i know i talked about before a couple of weeks ago maybe about a month or two and that's guardians of the galaxy i i know i've talked about it before but this is a game that not too long after release you saw pretty reasonable discounts knocking the game down to 35 40 bucks um, both in retail and in many if not all of the digital shops playstation xbox steam i'm not sure if it's on the epic game store but who knows and it is a great pickup but i'm bringing it up again because it is actually a game that's slated to slide in the xbox game pass this month so if you do have xbox game pass download guardians of the galaxy on march 10th or starting on march 10th for cloud pc and of course your consoles xbox one series s and series x if you haven't played this game it is a great time to see what you have been missing so that's it for the download let's talk about some real life 
well, people in this case. Uh, one of the old sayings or sayings I hear a lot now is to give people flowers while they're here. Don't wait until they are gone. So one of the things I want to start doing is highlighting gentlemen who I've come across, uh, whether it's in real life or in the digital space, who I want to basically build big up and give flowers to. In this case, I want to big up Zach Nevaeh of Maison de Darius Fragrances. Now, if you are familiar with the podcast, you know that I've talked about his house and his fragrances from time to time. I just I wear them. I love them, especially his first set. And I wanted to really give him some props for his tenacity, his perseverance, and also just being a upstanding gentleman man that he is we've had the chance to just converse about several things outside of fragrances over the past year plus and i've come to find him to be a very fine upstanding gentleman and businessman who has a very good nose for fragrances so i'll get back to talking more about his fragrance line later as we get on in the show but i just wanted to shout out to you zach and just let you know that uh myself and many others in the community are very proud of what you're doing and we are supporting you 100 percent now this is the sartorial and geek podcast and i would be remiss if i didn't get a bit geeky or a bit blurtish as i like to say and I'm not sure of its origins, but for the past few years, maybe even a decade almost, I am not sure. Uh, there's been an organized effort in the Blur community to utilize Black History Month to highlight cosplayers of color. Uh, this 28 Days of Black Cosplay and its associated hashtag has now become an important part of the dialogue when we talk about the Blur community, not just for black cosplayers, but for cosplayers of colors of all the rainbow. I've had a few friends in the Blur community stop by because I'm not necessarily a cosplayer myself. I appreciate it and I understand the importance, but I don't think you can really get a sense of how impactful the movement has been until you actually hear from a few people who are actually in the thick of it who cosplay. And for some of them have been cosplaying before cosplaying was trendy. So first, I'm going to turn it over to my friend, the woman who came up with the moniker, the man, the voice, the fragrance, uh, CK, also known as Real Woman of Cosplay. Take it away, CK. Real Woman of Cosplay here, take two. So in short, it is important to feature black cosplayers during Black History Month. It's important to feature black cosplayers always because the next generation needs to know that we are doing it now so that they can do it without any hesitation so that they can also see themselves represented so that they also can be inspired and so that they can also know that there is no limitation to what they can do and what they want to do so if they want to cosplay as their favorite fairy godparent they can and there's no one that can tell them no and above all representation matters so it's just about being seen and the impact i remember 
being in a costume and not seeing many faces that look like me to, you know, many years down the line now, I'm seeing more faces. And I'm like, you know what? We need to see even more and more because we need to represent what is actually in this world. So that is why it is extremely important and very impactful to feature black cosplayers, whether it's during Black History Month or all year round. Thank you. Thank you, CK, for those words and, and really to talk about the importance of 28 days of black cosplay, but also more importantly, just talk about the representation of cosplay or in cosplay and how we are all included in this world of just being a geek. Now, next up, I'm going to uh, turn it over to a gentleman who is uh, no stranger to this podcast and it's Bishop Cosplay, Harry. Uh, he has many names, uh, many handles, uh, but he's been cosplaying for a very long time, most famously known for his, his bishop, hence the Bishop Cosplay moniker. So, Harry, go ahead, take it away and tell everyone why 28 days of black cosplay is so important. Hey, Wesley Style Magazine. This is Harry, a.k.a. Bishop Cosplay. And just want to give a little bit uh, about 28 Days of Black Cosplay, uh, being that I was one of the people on the ground floor when it was started. It's important because it's all about people making sure that they see themselves in the media, make sure that they see images of themselves. And what 28 Days of Black Cosplay does is um, it gives people of color a chance to see heroes in a light that they're not used to seeing them and to let them know that representation matters that they too can be the superheroes that they look up to and they can feel confident in no matter what they cosplay no matter who they want to be um, they can just put their mind to it and they can do it and that's why 28 days of black cosplay is important thank you harry i i really hope that everyone gets a real sense of not just about it uh well really the importance of 28 days of black cosplay but also the inclusion that cosplay is there's no such thing as cosplay being for just one type of person uh whether it's complexion uh sex age um, or even what your fandom is you can cosplay as anything that you want whatever your imagination is whatever your desires are the sky's the limit when it comes to cosplay but i know we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back from the break and talk about picard season two episode one a little bit of style essentials and a whole lot of fragrances be back soon And we're back from the break. And one of my favorite sci-fi properties is Star Trek. Now, I have not made any bones about the fact that I just haven't gotten into Discovery, nor was I a fan of Enterprise. And as far as the reboot movies, I thought the first one was really good. The second one fell very flat, in my opinion. And the third one was very good. And I did not... Uh, hide any of my opinions when it came to my review of Picard season one I thought that there was just I don't know and the storytelling was very dull and it 
really kind of devolved into modern day sci-fi tropes and it was just it was very stupid in many respects with regards of the characters and the characterizations so i went into picard season two with a bit of hesitation i did not know how they wouldn't go i was excited with the return of john delantis q i was somewhat uh, apprehensive because again with Picard they had a Borg subplot at least from the um, trailers that we saw before the premiere and also there was a time travel subplot so it was very much akin to say uh, Star Trek for the voyage home in that regard where they're going back to save the future yada 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 so I'm like okay these are things that Star Trek has done. But I still went into this new season with a bit of hope because I absolutely love Patrick Stewart as Picard. And I think that regardless of its flaws, season one set up some really important pieces in the Star Trek universe as far as the prime universe is concerned. And I was interested to see how they really explored that aspect in this new season. Well, at the time of this recording, I've had a chance to watch episodes one and two of season two of Picard. And I have to say that I am impressed. I still am a little hesitant on the Borg subplot as well as the time travel back to the present day. However, the premise that it sets up with the alternate timeline or time has been changed and Q himself being erratic are interesting aspects of the story especially with the Q not quite being himself being it seems as though there's loose to him being sick in the first episode I am looking forward to see how that's explored over the remaining I'm assuming there it's a 10 episode series eight episodes going further as well I will say this the special effects where Q changed from what he looked like and encountering Starpoint to the present day image of the older uh, Q or John DeLance was nothing short of amazing. I have to say overall, I'm really pleased with the series and how it started. Another uh, characters are getting on my nerves like they did last year. And I am actually glad the synthetic girl, I forget her name, who was more the focal point of last year's uh, storyline really was in the first episode and now she's gone i really didn't like her character i thought that uh the actress while she did an admirable job the storyline and her characterization was wasn't exactly three-dimensional it was like 2.5d uh, so i am happy that at least so far she's not part of the main storyline going forward in this series so if you have not seen picard uh any of the seasons so far i uh, definitely check out season two i think for star trek fans and just sci-fi fans in general it'll definitely be very pleasing and entertaining to you now this section today is called trekking out because i have a lot of star trek to talk about uh in addition to picard season two dropping they also dropped the teaser trailer for strange new worlds and i am excited about this uh 
I have always enjoyed the cage when I first saw it when I was a child. Um, I was I'm happy that Star Trek evolved into what it did with Kirk and Spock and the rest of them. But I always felt like there was so much untapped potential in that crew, even as a child. So it is very welcoming and exciting to see that crew, that cast um, or those characters, I should say, to see their adventures on the Enterprise before. Before it was taken over by James T. Kirk. I am very excited by the new young lady that's playing Uhura. I am also just um, excited about Anson Mount and his portrayal of Pike in a series. I've seen some of his portrayal in Discovery and I was excited about that, especially, uh, especially with when I get her name, um, the woman who played Mystique. Uh, now playing number one which was originally uh, played by Marjorie Roddenberry back in the original pilot I'm really looking forward to seeing a recreation of the cage in this new Star Trek Strange New Worlds I, I am I would love to see what an updated version of the cage would look like with, with today's special effects my only issue with it and again it's just from this teaser trailer uh, Anson Mount's Christopher Pike is very similar to Captain Kirk in that he's this rugged man. He rides horses, and I'm I'm hoping that we see um, more of Pike be his own captain, his own character, and not have so many similarities to what we know of Kirk and how the character evolved or has evolved since the '60s. So I'm definitely excited about that. And then rounding up Star Trek, uh, there are literally two games this year that are guaranteed to be day one purchases and i'm buying them physically i'm not i want to be able to hold these games the first one is not star trek related but it's actually uh teenage mutant Ninja Turtles: the kawabunga collection konami konami is releasing every single one of the turtles titles from like nes genesis game boy in addition to arcade versions of uh, the Turtles arcade game, Turtles in Time, and then multiple versions of like Turtle Tournament Fighters, all 13 games, 40 bucks, digital and physical. So I will definitely be buying that day one. That's a no-brainer. The next one is, and I've talked about it before, Star Trek Resurgence. And this is a Star Trek game based in that prime continuity around Next Gen Deep Space Nine Voyager. Uh, and it is helm by a studio created by former telltale devs if you're not familiar with telltale games or what was telltale games look at the wonderful walking dead series of adventure games that came out point and click-esque games and this game is very much like that and recently ign and other outlets showed some of the branching tree dialogue during a briefing about a civil crisis between two planets and ambassador spock came in to be the diplomat to try to defuse this crisis now i am assuming that it's not lennon Nimoy speaking because by this time lennon Nimoy has been um gone a couple years so whomever they have doing his voice it's it's amazing but just the visuals just the storytelling i am certainly excited even more so after that small snippet of gameplay uh for this game when it comes out and i believe it comes out sometime this year in 2022 but of course who knows it may slip to 2023 but whenever it comes out 
I'm definitely buying it and I'm definitely reviewing it. That is a game that I cannot wait to come out. Now let's go out of sci-fi and talk a bit about style. Yes, of course, this is, uh, you know, Webster style here. So I got to talk a little bit about style. And one of the items that I don't have many of, but I always find to be something the one I have is very indispensable, especially as the spring and summer roll around is an unstructured blazer. Now, an unstructured blazer is exactly what you think it is. It's it's unstructured. It's destructured. It doesn't have the rigidness of a blazer or um, a suit jacket that comes with your suit. It's very soft, it's deconstructed, and is bare minimal lining. Uh, it's a blazer that doesn't have any canvas or any padding and this necessarily features it providing shape or weight to any sort of body armor as well so the sole purpose of this garment is to add a layer to your look it's not something you're not wearing this to a black tie you're not wearing this to the office per se you you might depending on your office but if you want to give a business sort of feel to your outfit then an unstructured blazer is not something you want to wear. This is more of that business casual aspect. Uh, this is definitely something you can definitely rock casual blazer or an unstructured blazer uh, with jeans, uh, chinos, maybe some sneakers to add another layer to your outfit while giving that preppy look, but not necessarily giving that business look and since it's unstructured and light uh most times a lot of materials that they're made of are going to be light and breathable which are going to be perfect for adding a little layer in the warmer weather or climates of the spring and summer but also especially during the spring you get a little bit of protection from the wind and wind gusts when it's a little bit chillier outside summer depending on the fabric especially if you do something like a linen blaze or something like that you're going to have a material uh, that's going to be breathable. So the air is going to be able to pass through to keep you cool as well. So that is my recommendation or my essential pick for uh, this week's podcast. And that is the unstructured blazer. Check one out. You're going to love it. Now, of course, this wouldn't be a Satoyan Geek podcast by Webster Style unless we talk about fragrances. And I'm going to change it up a bit because there are a lot of fragrance houses that I've talked about over the past 100 or so episodes that I really genuinely love. And two of those fragrance houses I want to give some shine to this week because they have new fragrances coming out. And I think based on that track record, these are definitely fragrances that you should get your nose on. The first one is Zaharoff Signature Citrine. And of course, if you have listened to this podcast, you know how much I love the Zaharoff line of fragrances. Now, Zaharoff Signature Chatrine is currently now open for pre-orders. It retails for $119 for a 60 ml bottle, which is a very good value, especially for a sort of niche designer fragrance like this. And this is Zaharoff's first official freshening i've talked about others in the line but none of them are that freshy citrusy bright fragrance that you may want to look for for the spring and especially the summer so with signature chitrine you're going to find top notes of mandarin orange sweet orange sweet fennel red currant and cardamom so you got a little bit of sweetness um the citrusiness of the 
orange and the well both of the orange the mandarin orange and the sweet orange and then the spiciness of the cardamom and the current up in the top notes heart notes you're going to find jasmine clementine pink pepper figwood um corsican corsican citrus and sambok from india and then on the dry down you're going to find purple plum gold patchouli sea amber white moss and musk and then frankincense and myrrh so with this fragrance you're still keeping a lot of those original bases that you found in Zahara's signature pour home and all of the other flankers especially the frankincense and myrrh and the, i love the frankincense and myrrh um in these fragrances but also oud as well oud is another one that you, you find in these Zahara signature fragrances but as you notice from the top and the middle you get a lot of sweetness a lot of citrusiness so it's bright it's fresh and also you get more of the spice in the middle with that pink pepper and also the fig add a little bit more sweetness and the jasmine as well and then with the notes with that richness of the plum and then you have that with patchouli and the amber and the moss and oak so it's, it's really dries down to give a more of a masculine dry down uh, with those notes this is definitely one that I'm looking forward to and I cannot wait to get my nose on when it finally releases next month. Now this next fragrance may be one you want to get for a lady friend of yours based on the notes and also just the description. And this one comes from the house of Maison de Darius and I talked about uh, Zach earlier in this podcast, but he has a new line of fragrances out. And the one I wanna highlight today is nag no and this one is in limited release you can get a five milliliter uh, decant for 18 bucks or a 30 ml bottle for 85 bucks and this one features top notes of amber anise caramel and geranium middle notes of jasmine musk and orange blossom so you get that musky sweetness in the mid notes and then base notes of patchouli rose violet and vanilla so you get the rosy violet and vanilla goodness Man, your lady's going to love you if you buy her this. So this one is created to pay homage to the diversity of the different cultures of Africa. This particular fragrance, Nag Nul, is inspired by Somalia. Nag Nul directly is directly defined as woman alive in the Somali language. It is a phrase used to describe a hardworking and resilient woman. So fellas out there, uh, definitely, even if you're not too sure, for 18 bucks for these handcrafted fragrances for that 5ml bottle at the still get your your girl your wife or whom have you uh just a little something something to say you love them because i'm a fan of zach's fragrances i have a couple myself and much like zaharf signature or zaharf the house of zaharf in general i've never been disappointed by any of the fragrances that come out of this house so this is definitely a fragrance to look out for and next up is not necessarily my fragrance of the week, is what I'm wearing today. So what I'm wearing today is actually Unpredictable Adventure by Glenn Perry. Now this one is the first of a few Aventus uh, similar or knockoff or clone fragrances that I own. And this one gives more, in my opinion, more of a, a smoky version of Aventus and surprisingly enough this is one I actually had to go back to because initially when I purchased it I thought it smelled horrible 
but I'm not sure if it was the batch or just needed time to actually sit. But I let it sit for about six months before I went back to it. And the smokiness really shine through as well as a little bit um, of, I think it's like banana leaf as well. Not too much of the pineapple, but it's a very masculine scent. And it's one that I was surprised how it smelled so much different after I left it on the shelf and let it kind of macerate and mature for a while, much like a wine. Sometimes fragrances do that where you, you get them and depending on how, how long they've been sitting, the kind of composition and everything kind of gels together a little bit better when you allow it to sit um, after your first application. And that way, when you come back to it, it can smell like something totally different. I'm actually having that issue now with some other fragrance that I have. Actually, in the reverse, there are some of my other fragrances that I, I liked initially that now that they've been sitting for a while, um, being protected, like the formula, the chemistry, just something off. They don't smell as good or maybe because I've wanted them enough and my nose is maturing a bit I'm smelling different things that I didn't smell before that don't really rank them as high as they used to So fragrances can be very different uh, the, between the first time you put them on and the next time you put them on That's why I say fragrances and this art and this experience is very intimate Because it's never going to be the same thing twice between two people or yourself So that's what I'm wearing today Unpredictable Adventure by Glenn Perry. And that's it. Episode 100 of the Sartorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style. Don't forget, check me out every week with BSAF, Brian Saf, at or on the Nerds Rule the World Network on YouTube with the NRW Checkpoint where we're talking gaming, new releases, and anything else that comes across our fancy as far as game is concerned. Every week usually drops on Thursday or Friday, depending on when our producer Kuja P has finished editing and everything. Uh, so check us out there. Um, also, feel free to check me out anywhere on the web, Instagram at Webster Style or at Sartorian Geek, Twitter at Webster Style, also, of course, WebsterStyle.com. Don't forget to check us out there. Uh, 10 plus years of articles, videos, content, style. Uh, it, you name it, it's there. So check us out there. Uh, but also, more importantly, thank you again for listening. Uh, all these, these two years or so, 100 plus episodes, including the mini episodes and special episodes that we have done. Uh, I really enjoyed and welcomed the feedback and the love that the community has shown in these past few episodes and or past couple years i should say and this is my first foyer into podcasting so it was nice to get back and also nice to uh, get the love and get the comments and criticisms as well to try to make the podcast better so i appreciate everyone who's hand in hand in uh, getting us this for, far and i'm looking forward to another 100 episodes uh, thank you again and remember stay safe out there and be blessed Tree Green Tuesday had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be White Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time.
Why well, wore polka dot? You didn't wear. Oh, I miss million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bow tie Thursday, pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. Bay acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the wrist game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Smoking hot, rocking this pen so oh. thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. And stroke, mental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it, fit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing, want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back, kind of funny. Can you tell me what's the project of the range? Rover. Hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprain on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because no one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them Oh, you want to say, oh, I completely read that wrong.